This episode is brought to you by Splash Refresher. I believe in the three beverage rotation on my desk at all times. One for caffeinating, one for hydrating, and one for fun. But Splash, they spice it up by putting the fun and hydration in one. I don't have to dread my eight cups of water a day. I just drink Splash and like it. My flavor that I've been enjoying the most lately is the wild berry. Keep one on your desk. You'll be hydrated in no time. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Betches Media presents Ha ha, laugh, funny Mention it all A Bravo by Betches podcast We don't say that, but now we said it With Dylan Hafer Hold on, check me, bro And Barry Rosenfeld I need to start drinking alcohol Now go to sleep, we Hey everyone, welcome back to the Mention It All podcast I'm Dylan Hafer And I'm Barry Rosenfeld it's welcome back. Monday. It is a my it's Monday morning. Oh. <laughs> you know, this was okay. So I had last week on Monday, we had off for um the fourth of July. The mm-hmm. week before I had taken Monday off because it was the day after Pride weekend. Like I just wanted to have a little moment for myself. The weekend before we had a day off for Juneteenth. This is the first two-day weekend I've had in like a month. And how do you feel? Bitch, I'm tired. <laughs> I didn't have enough days to to sit in bed and watch TV. I'm like, I'm trying to watch, um, I'm, I'm watching Watchmen. And I was like, it was like midnight last night. And I was like, well, I guess I should go to bed. Wait, I have we work haven't in done this. Yeah, we do. I, we haven't done this in a while. Remember, we used to say what we were watching other than Bravo. And fun fact, I, or was that on Betch's podcast when we recorded? I don't. Remember. I don't know. But I, on my non-Bravo journey, I actually started One Tree Hill this weekend. I have never Ooh. watched One Tree Hill, and I'm liking it so far. I've never watched. I don't even think I've ever seen like an episode. Nope, not an episode. And I'm like such a '90s kid. Like I don't. It's just I was never like a One Tree Hill person. I don't. But now think, I am. I don't think One Tree Hill would be like my cup of tea like i i'm not good at like binging shows like that like i my preferred vibe is like a show that has like one or two seasons that are kind of like cable shows like i love an hbo moment where the the seasons Mm -hmm. are like eight or nine episodes right now so i'm watching Watchmen, which is from a couple years ago i just started gossip the new gossip girl Mm. that came out only one episode. I thought they were going to give us two or three at, at once. Um, it's rude. I'm wa- I'm still watching High School Musical, the musical, the series, <laughs> which I love. Um, um, also, I have to correct myself. I knew it as I was coming out of my mouth, but like obviously, One Tree Hill was in the 2000s. But I was just no, like, like, I I know what you mean. That you, know. you are like a you you were yeah. a 90s kid yeah. that was so you were like in high school <laughs> in the 2000s. Correct. Like correct. I feel like the whole the difference between like nineties and two thousands kid is like kind of blurry because like I was born (laughs) spoiler. I was born in 1995 (laughs) and I do not consider myself a nineties kid because like I was a little kid in the nineties, but I like grew up in the two thousands, but you're a few years older than me. So you like, you like were in elementary school and the end late 90s. Like you like remember yes, stuff. I was a 90s kid, but I watched a lot of movies this weekend. Like I was telling Dylan, my plans changed this weekend. My flight got canceled. I ended up not going where I needed to be. And I watched five movies on Saturday, just all different oh genres, just, you know, but, but 
thank God I was back for Sunday night because Bravo Ooh. graced us with its presence. She popped off. I, <laughs> <laughs> I, okay. I feel like the Potomac premiere, obviously I have been excited for this new season. It's a, the show is great. It, it's, you know, great cast, all of this stuff, but I feel like I kept sort of forgetting how soon the new season was starting. Like, you know, they announced it. I was excited. And then like, you know, we've been talking about New York and Beverly Hills and all this other stuff has been going on. And so I kind of, I wasn't like anticipating it as much as I would have thought. Yeah. But then sitting down to watch the episode, it just felt like, it felt like a warm hug from <laughs> from from old friends, some of whom are probably going to stab me in the back while we're hugging. Uh, oh my and, god, who? I mean, some of these ladies—you never know who you can trust. I, whether there's, oh, yes. you know, you're going to be talking about boxes and ding dongs and oh my lord! First of all, there's something very important about Potomac that we didn't talk about last okay. week. Sure, our beloved T'Challa. Oh, has oh. passed on. And that was it was really sad to hear. Really sad. I mean, she said it was a freak accident and I don't know. I didn't read further into it, but I know. I don't think she I don't think she like gave any clues to what that meant. I've seen some people guessing. I don't really want to get I'm into not it. Like, get, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm not going to be like, OK, guess. here's a list of 50 <laughs> things that could have killed this bird. Like, it's a bird. A lot of things could happen. Um. <laughs> It was really sad. I will say, watching the premiere, I think Monique leaving the show was the right move for the show. Mm -hmm. I think whether or not you were Team Candace or if you love Candace or think Candace is the worst, I feel like for the overall group, this is the group that makes more sense moving forward. And I feel like this premiere, we really did move forward. Yes, and it's, I'm glad you said that because leading up to the premiere last night and even during the premiere, obviously last season, I I was more, I'm not saying a, a team, but I was rooting more for Monique just in that situation. Yeah. I was, I just, whatever. But I will say that I'm excited to see Candace, like not what, you know how everyone is always different around different people. So like Monique and Candace just might have given me bad vibes to Candace, but like I might very well like her this season surrounded yeah. by different women. So I'm well, getting, think, I'm growing up. Mm, I am growing. I am maturing. Last season got so dark. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I think that dynamic between Monique and Candace sort of poisoned the rest of the water for you know the potomac river if you will um and you know whatever creek where wendy lives out in the middle of nowhere but (laughs) it's like like right like so that dynamic whatever side you fell on it just kind of tainted everything else and i still think it was it was a great season it was you know excellent tv but it does feel just lighter like we still have these complicated dynamics especially you know karen and giselle are probably in the worst place they've ever been in which we'll see also thank god because it gives us a lot (laughs) to talk about like you know seeing where ashley and candace are in their relationship you know we 
I thought it was really interesting to hear Karen talk later in the episode when Candace doesn't come to Wendy's party about how, you know, Karen respects that she went through a really difficult time and she wants to, you know, kind of give her space and figure out where she's coming from. Like that feels like an area where we could see some growth this season. And it, I do feel like it definitely was a situation with Monique and Candace where one of them had to go. And my gut tells me that this was the, better move for the show yeah and to be honest even seeing candace in her home and situations she seems a lot lighter too so um yeah. and you know she's as getting much, her mba correct as much as we talk shit sometimes about production they get paid to do what they do because they they know what they're doing so i think yeah. you're right they did they did go the right direction I love. Okay, so first of all, congrats to Candace and Chris on this new home. It looks large. It it's looks very large. It looks exactly like any of these women's houses would look like. Yeah. You know, like it's a it's a big it's a big like new looking house. Um I love that we're seeing Candace's bonus children this season, aka Chris's kids. Um <laughs> I think that's a fun dynamic, especially because there's been so much you know, speculation and conversation about when Chris and Candace are going to have kids. And I like that. I mean, obviously they ask the question again in the premiere, but like Candace is, Candace is like figuring out a different dynamic right now. And she's also really focused on her career. She's getting her MBA. I think it's hilarious that Giselle thought an MBA only took one semester. She's like, you're not done with school yet. And Candace is like, um, just started. Yeah. It's, it's, um, it takes time to like study, not like, um, I don't know. It's, it's just funny too. But also to- um, shout out Candace is getting serious about her music career. She put out a new song on Friday called drive back that I have to be honest. I love. Um, and she said, she said on clubhouse on Friday that her album is done and will be coming out soon. Hell yeah, Candace. That's a way to hustle school <laughs> and album. Like that's a lot of work, but, but also we just have to say in her confession with Chris, when she was like, my mom said that I'm going to be your fourth baby mom. He goes, no, no third. <laughs> I was you like, know, oh, no, you got to, got to, got to keep that in check. Um, yeah. But also speaking of Candace's new house, like everyone, Robin's building a new house. Giselle's fully yeah. in her house. Everyone's in their new houses. I love seeing that in premieres. Like just you get hit really quick with where like everyone is in their lives. And it's like, whoa, whoa. Right. It's like, OK, Ashley's going to have a baby any second. Wendy has new boobs. Robin's building a house. <laughs> like Lots of uh, updates. I guess they had to speed it up, too, because they started filming what? Like, it was almost like Salt Lake City did that, too, like a week after they stopped filming. They after the reunion, they were like almost immediately filming again. So, yeah, it's like they but they waited a long time between filming season five and season five airing so it still was like because that season got delayed so i mean it still was a while but it's interesting because like anything that happened at the reunion like the stuff between giselle and and karen was fresh when they started filming which you know is kind of the best it's kind of the best way to do it yeah um okay so wait let's talk about ashley and michael because she is, she said it in the premiere, she's 10 days away. Obviously now she has the baby, but 
seeing her and Michael, they do seem like they're in a good place. However, she did say that there's a lot of math going on in this in this episode. But she said oh they God. haven't had <laughs> sex in in um, four months, four months. And she's nine months pregnant. So, like, I mean, I, I get there's a lot like going on over there, but it's. It's just something I always question, like putting out there, you know, it's, it's so a lot. I will say I, I respect Ashley, but also que- sometimes have questions about her. She has gotten so much shit for, for this relationship and staying yeah. in this relationship and, you know, all of these dynamics that it's like, I feel like if I were in her position, I would just like shut down and not want to talk about it anymore. And so I, I like applaud her for still being open about it. But at the same time, I'm like, girl, you're about to have a baby. Like go protect your peace. Like, I I don't know. know. (laughs) And she's like kind of shown everyone that they've come a long way. Like look at their family. It's growing. Like they're in a good place. So, you know, I've always said that about Ashley, like good for her. What do I agree? No, but. And Ashley, Ashley is the kind of person who like, she truly is so messy. And like, she has (laughs) always put it all out there. Like she is not somebody who is trying to like, portray her her life as something different than it is on the camera on the show like i think she is one of those people where like she's gonna show you warts and all because that's gonna be the best tv and so like i i mean she's a great housewife i think she sometimes doesn't get enough credit for how much plot she's given us over the last five seasons um and you know she has her two beautiful baby boys um one of whom was like maybe named after me so (laughs) You know what? I, it might have been. I think that is the case. We like, had I her. Think... We had her on the Mention It All podcast last year, and then lo and behold, yeah. six months later, she gives birth to baby Dylan. So coincidence? Yeah. Like I don't think so. Yeah. <laughs> I I'll take credit for that one. You know, like we she seemed to really like me. Like we definitely vibed. I met her at BravoCon previously, so like we're definitely on that level. No, that's definitely it. Yeah, I agree. Summer is fast approaching, which means more social events, more weddings to attend, more nights on the town, and hopefully more vacations. That's why I'm so thankful for today's sponsor, Honey Love, for covering us with the best shapewear. With Honey Love, you can feel your best even when you're wearing less. They've revolutionized compression technology, so you no longer have to feel like you're suffocating while wearing effective shapewear. Plus, they are the only shapewear that won't ever roll down, no matter how much you groove on the dance floor. For a limited time only, you can get Honey Love on sale. Get 20% off your entire order with our exclusive link, honeylove.com slash MIA. Support our show and check them out at honeylove.com forward slash MIA. When talking about effective shapewear, Honeylove's best-selling superpower short is the go-to. It has targeted compression technology that distinguishes between areas where you want more support and areas where you need less compression. Their signature X targets and sculpts your midsection without squeezing your natural curves. The superpower short is helping ladies everywhere sculpt and smooth from stomach to thigh by offering the perfect amount of compression. You won't have to worry about it rolling down, which is unheard of in shapewear, thanks to flexible boning that's hidden in the side seams. This piece is also a booty lifter. Boost bands on the back of the thigh give your bottom an amazing shape. Treat yourself to the best bras and shapewear on the market and save 20% off at honeylove.com slash MIA. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off honeylove.com slash MIA. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. The summer vibes are just getting started, honeys. Shape your life with Honey Love. Okay, let's talk about Robin and Juan. Um, Robin let's just say is going through it. She 
we're in, we're still mid pandemic when they're filming this. It was February, I think. So the boys are doing virtual school. Juan is, I think is working, doing his coaching. So he's out of the house. Robin is clearly struggling to me. It's like, she seems depressed. She's saying she is struggling with, you know, her motivation and feeling tired all the time. And, you know, she's sleeping in late. She's not getting out of bed. She's ordering Chick-fil-A for the kids every day. It's tough to see Robin in such a slump, I guess. But at the same time, it's super relatable. I feel like this is something that so many people go through in general, but especially in this last year of the pandemic, it's like, this is real. Like, this is something that really affected so many people. And so it's cool to see her really being honest about it. Yeah, well, it's also something that no one has gone through before. So everyone is entitled to react and act the way that they need to. And even us, like it was that we still haven't been in the office. We've been working from home for over a year and a half now. Like it's an adjustment. And um, it is sad to see because I'm sure it was even harder to be like that with cameras around. So Totally. So she and Juan go to this um, like juice bar and they're hanging out (laughs) and um, Juan wears his mask inside the whole time, which, you know, public health king, we love to see it. (laughs) Um, And it's the dynamic of this conversation is super interesting because obviously they're having this conversation for the cameras. I don't know how much they've talked about this stuff privately, but basically Robin is expressing the stuff that she's going through and Juan's main issue seems to be that he wants more babies, specifically daughters. And it just feels like he's not being very sensitive or really even noticing what she's going through because she, because, you know, he's like, you know, you stay in bed too late and like, get up and you got to blah, blah, blah. And, you know, like I want daughters. And it's like, if you want, Robin to be in a place where she's like ready to have more kids with you. Maybe you should like address the problems at hand and like figure out how to get her in a better place. Cause it's not just like, she's not just staying in bed till 2 PM because she's lazy. Right. And sometimes it's harder for other people who aren't going through it to realize what's actually happening. So maybe, so Juan needs to realize that she is a little depressed and not just like, Oh, I don't feel like doing anything today. Like you could do it all. But yeah, having daughters was, is like very out of left field. It seems. And, and also seems like a problem solver. Like it, that's what he almost was like doing. I don't know. And, and by all, like, of course that is what they could want, but it seemed like Robin was like, whoa, whoa, that's not going to help. Like what's going on right now. Uh-huh. And also it's like they're, so they have two sons, neither right. of whom are super little, like they have elementary school age kids. They don't have babies at home. So they haven't had kids in a while. Juan says, you know, you're 41. It's kind of like, you know, it's getting to the point where it's like now or never type of thing. And it's, yeah, that's a tough position to sort of put Robin in, especially, you know, like even if she did seem fine and happy and whatever, it's like, that's a lot of pressure. It oh, it reminds me a little bit of when Melissa and Joe kind of had this baby storyline a couple seasons ago. I think Robin and Juan seem a little more authentic in this place, but like mm-hmm. that was the same season that Melissa turned 40. And it was kind of this idea of like, 
starting we, over. We always talked about having one more kid. And if I don't do it now, I never can. And, you know, sometimes the thing that you always talked about isn't actually the thing that makes sense when you get there. So, you know, I hope we see Robin and Juan kind of continue um, to have these conversations and sort of, it would be great to see Juan kind of pick up on what Robin is going through a little more. Yeah. And I noticed like in the preview for the season, like some shit going down and Giselle getting involved and stuff as usual. But uh, so I'm excited to see that. Like <laughs> as per usual, it, yeah. seems, like, oh, it seems like in every couple in the preview is kind of going through it. We see Wendy and Eddie definitely having some little issues. Who knows what Karen and Ray are doing? Like, <laughs> Ray Ray. Uh, yes, but oh my God. But right now, the couple going through it the most is Giselle and Jamal because, like, I'm so, we did not see that coming at all. Like, that's crazy. But Giselle said she's she'd rather have someone eight minutes away, not eight cities away. And I was like, you didn't know this, like, la- like last I, year? Yeah, it's interesting. That she's going the route of kind of blaming all of these issues on the pandemic because when they filmed season five, that was not during the pandemic. And (laughs) while there were, you know, we saw some good times on season five, he was still not around very much. You know, Giselle saying before the pandemic, they were only seeing each other like once a month. And there were rumors that he was, you know, not seeing other people as well you know, hiding his sausage or whatever. I just, the salami. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I mean, I, I like Giselle. I'm not like a Giselle hater, but this is one of those situations where it's like, just give it up. Like you're not, I don't think they're in a relationship at this point, you know? So to kind of be like beating around the bush, like just cut the cord, just say it's over. And it's odd to me that Candace is like, you guys have been through so much. Like you're going to let COVID get in the way. And it's like, the way was already gotten in. Like, no, <laughs> I know. Like, and like maybe COVID made it more clear that it wasn't going to work out, but like, it should not have been a mystery. <laughs> yeah. And we've seen though, that Giselle did want to make it work for her daughters also. And we, we saw last season. Yeah. Like it, it's hard for her to let it go. So now she found something that she could blame it on essentially. And I don't know. I, we haven't, I'm sure she'll get more into it because I'm, I assuming they're just like going to not talk about it, but um, they can't just give us that little, little no. inch in the preview and not tell us anything else. <laughs> okay. Let's talk about Wendy's nude interlude party, which first of all, I love that we get another one of these over the top video invitations, which I just don't think are a thing in real life. And so okay, I- no. And the funniest thing of this episode, I laughed is when Robin goes, all right, I don't know what this is, but you could have just said, do you want to come over? Like, <laughs> right. It's funny. Like, it's funny in this in pandemic times that it's like you're making it into this big event, but it's still just like six women coming to your house for dinner. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I don't a lot. I'm not going to knock her for trying, but <laughs> it's Listen, funny. People got creative during the pandemic and that's she she had like she had Eddie filming her like she was editing it, like all this stuff. Yeah, well, it could have like, just been a quick that, group text. She did the TikTok trend. 
Yeah, it with was the Doja hot. Cat song, and it was hot, but they couldn't use the music on the show, <laughs> so it kind of fell a little flat. Okay, first of all, question: Do you think that shade of light pink counts as nude? Yes, I agree. I yes. think I think in this day and age, we have broadened the horizon of what nude means because. You know that it's in when you talk about like lip color, that's a nudie pink, like it's a nude pink, right? Like it's also, nude. like it's not Giselle's nude, like it's not Giselle's skin tone, but it is, I think it's a nude for sure. Yeah, of course. Um, okay, great. Glad- she didn't wear it. <laughs> <laughs> Glad we agree. Yeah, she wore a, a, a like a brown leather dress. I actually liked what she wore. I thought yes, she was good. Yes, I did. Yes, I, I, I liked it to, as well. For as much as we shit on Giselle's outfits, I feel like I have to give her props where props are due. I thought she looked good. So I this also, one time. <laughs> I also think Wendy looks fucking phenomenal. Whatever she has I had done. Mean, oh my God. It's interesting to me though. So she says right off the bat that she had her boobs done. We, She says she's had other tweaks, but won't say what that means. But in her confessional... She's saying, if I had other stuff done, I would tell you. And then when we see her in the doctor's office, he's looking at some scars or something on her abdomen. And I'm like, I am obviously like, as we all know, we're not lawyers. We're not doctors either, shockingly. But like, from what I know about plastic surgery, when you just get a boob job, you don't have scars like on your hips. No, you don't, Dylan. That is very, that is very good. So (laughs) the thing is also, remember on Beverly Hills when they did Dorit side by side a few weeks ago and they did Mm -hmm. her like dirty? They did it this week when Karen was talking about her and they did it to Wendy like this week. And like she really does look different. It always does sometimes have to do with glam. Like you could very well have different like makeup on and stuff, but she looks so fucking good like someone even on instagram was like that is good plastic surgery like you have to like tweaks little tweaks here and there could eventually lead to what you want you don't have to go all in she looks enhanced in the best way perfect yes um but they all think she got her butt done too Yeah, we'll see. I mean, I don't know. It's like, I don't want to, I feel weird commenting too much on someone's body. Like if you, you know, like, obviously you can tell that she's had certain things done, but like, I don't know, maybe. Um, Yeah, she could have done squats. Like who knows? You know who has done, had everything done basically. Oh my, oh my. Is Ms. Mia, who we meet in this episode. I think it's interesting that Karen has asked Wendy if she can bring Mia Wendy's response is sort of like a reluctant yes. And none of the other women are like given advance notice that there's a new person coming. You know, we see Giselle and Robin looking at the, um, the place cards or name tags as Giselle calls them. And they're like, who's Mia? I don't know that bitch, whatever. And it's interesting because then Karen's in the car. Like, I know they're all so excited to meet you. And Karen's like, and it's like, Karen, (laughs) these women don't know who you are. So and they didn't I, know she was coming. I thought it was a strange way to introduce Mia to the group just because, you know, you would think there would be a little more of a heads up. And also, I would love to know, you know, how many days before they started filming, Karen and Mia actually met. Because <laughs> That's always they, a good question. They don't strike me as uh, super similar. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. I mean... 
it looked like they just met in the car on the way to Wendy's house. <laughs> but they, they, you- gave Karen, they gave Karen like a, a note card of what to say. It's like, when, Mia is a boss. <laughs> Wait, so what were your initial thoughts of Mia, though? Because I, I did like her from first. Oh, Wait, my sorry. gosh. Can you just start from what were your initial thoughts? I just dropped my water. Did you spill it, though? Did no, it's so all good. It oh, dropped. oh, my God. Okay. Um, okay, so what were your initial thoughts on Mia? Mm. Okay, so I think, first of all, her not knowing the age difference between her and her husband oh, and trying and failing multiple times to do this addition, I was, like, rolling on the floor. I thought it was so fucking funny. And well, watching- because you didn't know if she was lying about her age or the age gap. Yeah, I'm like, wait, 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 wait. I, I feel like that is a normal <laughs> thing to know off the top of your head. Like, oh yeah, Absolutely. Like, I, me and my husband, 32 years. Okay. I am intrigued by Mia. I don't know that I see her really gelling with this group. Like she seems very, she seems very different than the vibe of the Potomac group. Just in the sense that, you know, she's, I mean, she's, she's not really younger than Ashley or Candace, but it's like this kind of like hot woman with all this stuff going, like she just doesn't really seem like she would be Wendy or Karen or Robin or Giselle's like type of person. Wendy just did not, it was not giving me that she was feeling me up. Like Wendy was like, I feel like can, well, because I think Wendy's number one thing about her is that she's smart. And she doesn't, but, and like, I mean, not Mia might be smart and she's just kind of not giving off that vibe right off the bat, but it's like, it doesn't seem like they are like each other's type of people. And so I am interested to see kind of how Mia gets into the group, but like, I'm a little unsure how it's going to go. It's not like, it doesn't feel like a natural fit to me, but that could be a good thing. Right. Well, we also see that her and Candace don't get along. So I'm excited to see that. But at the yeah. same time, it was weird that she started the conversation being like, well, yeah, my four grandchildren. And everyone was like, huh? As opposed to her being like, I'm I'm, I'm actually married to like an older man. And <laughs> and um, yeah, I, we have we share like, you know, grandchildren, because that just kind of like went into Wait, the conversation like-, like what? <laughs> Yeah, she seems, it's interesting because she definitely seems like she, there's a lot under the surface there. I'm curious to get to know her a little better. We don't really get the full like intro to her this episode. Yeah, but we got the full intro of her, of what she's gotten done. Yeah, so she has, she's gotten four boobs. I don't know what that means. She's gotten (laughs) tummy tuck, lips, Botox. She gets Botox every four weeks, which is that's. That's not you're not, spo- you're not supposed to do that. I know. I'm like every three months, babe. Like, what are you doing? Like yeah, three to six a- months, right? Let it set. Let it set. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know what's what's up with that, but that seems and like too much Botox. But how many times in Bravo this year have we heard the word clit? I more than in the past. <laughs> 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 I. It's funny because it's like to me, like that. See, like hearing her say that isn't that shocking to me, but clearly the women were not expecting it and were like a little taken aback. You know, like Giselle's like, I just met you. And like see, Wendy's see, a little watching Giselle's face off. when people talk is the fun is so funny to me. Her reactions. Yeah. Um 
But then, okay, so Karen asks why Candace isn't there. Wendy's like, oh, she's sick, I guess. And Robin's like, she didn't want to be here. I don't think she wants to see you. And Karen, like I was saying earlier, I think actually has a pretty nice response about Candace saying that she wants to, you know, feel things out and give her space to feel her feelings. Um, And then Wendy drops in that she just wants everyone to be in a good place. I'm like, Wendy, Wendy, Wendy. (laughs) What show do you think you're on? This went from zero to 100. And it was awesome. Because, Because Karen and Giselle are both the kind of people who are shameless when it comes to killing a vibe. You know, like, if Giselle goes in there thinking, I'm going to cause a little drama, she doesn't care if it's a nice dinner. She's going to say, well, you know, it's going to be difficult for us all to be in a good place with each other because I can't stand Karen. Also, did Giselle think that Cameron's going to walk in and run to her and be like, I'm sorry, Giselle. Does she know Karen Huger? That was strange to me. I was like, the fact that she, I mean, first of all, Karen doesn't think she needs to apologize in general. So, you know, that's the biggest problem. But also, like, how do you think these, like, social situations work? Like, even if Karen was super sorry, she's not going to walk in to Wendy's event and immediately be like, Giselle, may I pull you aside to apologize? Like, I don't know. That was strange. But we immediately, you know, are getting accusations across the table about how Giselle has a quote hot box and that's why she can't keep a man um and then giselle says that karen has a dry box and she has a wop (laughs) this conversation and then we start talking about which which ding dongs do and don't work (laughs) this i literally so so karen's ding dong is broken aka raised but then karen says that well giselle's ding dongs goes into every vagina and i was like Oh my God. Oh my God. This is, so the, if I could have been in part of any dinner, it would have been this one. Right. The ding dong goes into every vagina, but at least it works. And I'm like, just, oh, I don't know. Like, I feel That's, you I, don't brag about that. I don't like to see Giselle expending energy defending Jamal. Yeah. <laughs> like, that, it, that was not a good comeback, Giselle. Wish, not at I all. I wish Giselle would go into this. would have gone into the season just being like, yeah, Jamal sucks. Let's move on. Bygones are bygones. But she clearly still is partially, you know, like one foot in the door with Jamal. Well, she's always going to be because because of her daughter. Like she's always going to be involved. So it is it is a shitty situation. Not shit, like complicated. Well, and shitty, but uh, there are layers to it. Yeah, it's not. She's never going to be like, fuck Jamal. But, but can you just imagine sitting there and these two women going across the table talking about ding-dongs, vaginas, and wops, and I, everyone is just sitting there? I would have rather continue to hearing Mia talk about her clit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Well, these ladies, they really put us through our paces. I am so happy that warmer weather is finally back and we can get back to enjoying some time in the sun. But the springtime always brings those unwanted guests, pollen and seasonal allergies. April showers bring May flowers and also sniffly noses and stuffed up sinuses. Luckily for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin clear with Claritin D. Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. I have had seasonal allergies for pretty much my entire life. Unfortunately, there are definitely those days where I have canceled my plans because I simply just don't want to be out in the world because of my allergies. But luckily, Claritin is the perfect thing that you can just take at the beginning of the 
day. And it really helps with all of those symptoms, clearing up your eyes, clearing up your sinuses, clearing up your congestion. It's the easiest way to just get those allergies under control, whether it's in the spring, any other time of year. And it's designed for serious allergy sufferers. Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. Ready to live life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? Well, with 24-7 US-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Should we just share a, a few quick thoughts about Shaw's? Yes, we shall. Okay. Um, so in- interestingly, this week, it's leading up to Friendsgiving, which is the whole thing, and a, to be continued, of course. Um, so I thought the most interesting scenes were the two kind of one-on-one meetings where people are supposed to be making up and moving on between Gigi and Nima and then Mike and Reza. And these could not have gone more differently because I felt like Gigi and Nima, you know, they have a lot of history, but they both are in a place where they kind of are over it. And I think really do want to move on and be good with each other. Whereas Mike and Reza, there's a lot of stuff that they are still heated about and they are not at all in a place where they are ready to move on. That is not going to be resolved anytime soon because Mike just, they both sides can't let it go of, yeah. of what happened. And it's as much as they're like, all right, let's like, let's try. It's not going to happen. But Gigi and Nima was really nice to see because Gigi was even like, can I ask you something? Like, do you really think I'm mad? Because like, we didn't like have set, like, that's not why I'm mad, you know, but he gave her a gift for the baby. And it seems like Nima, Nima's just seems like a good person in general, although he's a little, snooze fast like on the show he's just as good intention so i'm excited to see that them just like moving forward right i think that was an important air clearing you know they are i think they both know that they need to take small steps and they don't need to be like besties right off the bat but i feel like they actually are doing that and then we see mike and reza and it's like he brings up the spoof texts and he says you know i just it's like mike bringing up those texts and then basically saying that you know, I can't move forward with Reza until he stops lying and he admits this. And it's like, but did you think that actually was going to happen? Like, why did you want to talk to him? Because if Reza was ready to admit something to Mike, he would come to Mike. Right. I was just going to say when these types of conversations happen on any show, you have to like have an idea in your head of where you want to get to. You can't. What? What is the point? You're not because you're not good friends right now. So you can't just go and shoot the shit like you have to have like an end game or a goal of some sort. It's always funny to me when someone who feels like they are owed an apology sets up the meeting where the other person is supposed to apologize. And it's like, what made you think that the other person was automatically just going to be like, 
okay, yep, my apology appointment is on Tuesday at one. I'll come <laughs> ready to apologize. It's like, what you have to bring something to the hit table. Like you have to have, like you have to have something that you're trying to move forward because just inviting someone to lunch and expecting them to show up and say what you want is never, right. that doesn't ever work. Yeah. So something else I found very interesting this episode was when Destiny um, was talking to Adam and Reza and claimed that her, like Paulina hasn't reached out to her. They haven't spoken, et cetera. And this just, goes, yep. this just goes to our point when we first started talking about this, that we're, they're not friends. Like they're not friends. Duh. They're not friends in the way that destiny is acting like they are. And also I think destiny is acting like Paulina is going to choose whatever this relationship with destiny is over her relationship with Mike. And as much as Mike might suck and might have done Paulina wrong, I don't think Paulina is like ready for that yet. Like she's not about to leave Mike and like destiny is her one person she's clinging to. Like that's not their relationship. I don't think it ever was, but it certainly isn't post Halloween when it's so clear that destiny just like wants to shit talk a Mike and at Friendsgiving, it's really interesting because Paulina doesn't come. I was not surprised that Paulina didn't come because no, like, not at all. why the hell would she want to be in that situation? I am very curious, however, to hear what she has to say on the phone. <sighs> Me too. Because first of all, I thought it was a really, really terrible move that Mike called her in general. Like oh that my was God. just really dumb. It feels dumb. Like, <laughs> it feels like he, after everything that he's already put her through, it feels like he still is like, using her to like prove this narrative that he's doing well to the group. And it's like, you should feel lucky that she's even still giving you the time of day. So why are you going to this like messy ass group of friends and then being like, see, let me call Paulina. She'll prove that I'm not lying. It's like, show everyone that you're not lying. Like, yeah. And Gigi. Yeah, exactly. Be a man, like a grown ass man, by the way. And she, Gigi like said something. Cause of course she is like, and I would do the same thing. And Polina was like, no, no, let me say something. Mike was like, no, no, wait, no, we're going to go now. Like it, like it didn't work out the way Mike wanted to, like, he just wanted Polina to be like, I didn't come because like, I don't like you guys. And that's not, that's not what was going to happen. Yeah, I thought Mike. I thought MJ kind of had the most astute observation when she said that they've sucked the life out of this relationship as a group and that Paulina doesn't feel safe around them, you know, to be sharing these relationship moments. And I think that's exactly right. Um, and I think it's uh, it's troubling at the very end of the episode when Mike is basically trying to hang up the phone before Paulina can say what she wants to say. I'm like, exactly. Oh, God, I but- just these people but the fact that mike said mike was very like uneasy and uncomfortable with the fact that he said mj just as much as he loves her he just she just doesn't seem like the type of person to wash her hands and <laughs> that okay that was they kept showing her like her picking all of the food and also up, was like, really a piece stressed. of turkey with her hands like also why couldn't everyone take their plate that and whole walk dinner around the island and that whole dinner situation stressed me out. Like, yeah, huh? Also, okay, I feel like that is a situation, like, obviously, I'm not the kind of person who is, like, throwing these elaborate parties. I feel like this was a situation where London needed to hire one person to help out in the kitchen. 
Mm-hmm. Her like house one, is magnificent, by the way. Beautiful. Like, I know that they weren't having the party catered or anything, but I feel like just hiring like one sort of like server type person for the night would have been really helpful. And London, I I hope that next time you can make that she happen. She looked so stressed. Like I felt really so bad. Stressed. And MJ, MJ was like, wait, you're going to use the starter plates as the, and London had no idea. She was like, so oh God, confusing. I didn't get, know what I was getting myself into. And like Nima knew how clueless London was in the kitchen. And he's just sitting at the table <laughs> laughing. She didn't even know she had an oven. Poor thing. <laughs> Oh god. That, I kind of like I kind of like London though. I I London is interesting. We also met her girlfriend who they they look very similar and they have similar names and it we didn't see much <laughs> of her though. Like it was funny she just like came in said no, hi and like we didn't see her at all but uh, yeah, I, I like London. I think she's a good a great energy to the show. Yeah, I like how she can kind of have these one-on-one scenes with like Gigi and Nima and like really talk them through their issues. I feel like she's good at that. Everyone needs a London. Everyone needs a London. I want to go to London. Can I book a flight? Like, <laughs> if I'm, if I'm like not here to record Thursday's episode or something, it's because I'm, I'm yeah, just like, UK. let me know ahead of time. Maybe like, me and my, maybe me and my English friend Dorit can go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Well, thank you so much for listening, everyone. That's going to do it for us for today. Um, go don't sleep on Potomac. So go, <laughs> just don't don't forget to rate review follow the show wherever you listen you can follow us on instagram at bravo by betches and just be cool don't be all like uncool mention it all is produced by sean kilby and jorge morales pico editing by sean kilby social media by dylan hafer guest booking by nicole pellegrino be sure to follow at Bravo by Betches on Instagram and Twitter. Thank you to our sponsor, Splash Refresher. Meet the water beverage that loves self-care as much as you do. Just because you have to hydrate doesn't mean it has to be tasteless. Splash Refresher makes hydration deliciously easy. Splash perfectly blends refreshing fruit flavors with just a little bit of sweetness, all with zero sugar and zero calories. I am going to go grab myself a Wildberry Splash now that I am done recording, and you should too. Consider your hydrated self thriving. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Betches.